How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. What do you want from me? I'm not a sweetheart. Goodness sake, Kid. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not This is the Annie Fry Show. This is the Annie Fry Show, but Annie doesn't have much of a voice today, so Ryan Wiggins filling in. We wouldn't let her come in without a voice. We thought it would be a waste of her to just sit there and watch the show, so we said, why don't you heal up and stay home? Why don't you stay home and watch the show? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What you can do on our YouTube live chat page, our live chat poll is what we call it. Uh, This is the segment where we always talk to one of our favorite guys. It's DeRoy Murdoch. DeRoy. Uh, always appreciate your insight here on the Annie Fry Show. I'm filling in for today. How you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm great, by the way, Ryan. Thanks. To, uh, it's great to be with you. And I think you know uh, we don't have Annie because she's lost her voice. But I think there's an interesting concept here. It's a new idea in broadcasting. It's called silent radio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll let you pitch that to Odyssey, and it can be your idea. <laughs> great, it's a billion dollar idea right there. <laughs> I'm here first. Patent it right now. I think you're going places, young man. <laughs> but, uh, DeRoy, uh, I looked up the other day and saw you on Fox News. I don't know if we're talking about the same issue with you today, but I'm reading a headline that says cops have allegedly. I saw this headline today, actually, again. Cops allegedly beaten by rowdy migrant mob near Times Square with suspects mm-hmm. later freed without bail. Yeah. Well, you're right there in New York. What's going on? Yeah, this is just you know, part of the complete insanity that uh, this country's suffering with the border rip wide open like a, like a trout's belly, you know, slashed and gutted. Uh, and with uh, all these illegal aliens who used to be just a problem in Texas and Arizona, they're now up here in New York City, they're in Chicago, they're in Boston, probably in St. Louis, they're all over the place. And uh, you'd think if, if you broke into the United States of America... And you had the opportunity, even though you're basically stolen the opportunity, but to be here in the United States and prosper and succeed and be part of the American dream, that you'd be uh, grateful and humble and, and try to fit in and do the best you could under the situation. We're finding, unfortunately, a lot of these people come in here, and they're a totally different attitude. It's an entitlement attitude. 
And in some cases, it's even a criminal attitude. So here in New York, just a couple of days ago, uh, some NYPD officers were walking around near one of these illegal alien shelters in Midtown. And I think they're trying to, some people are just hanging out, acting up, and they, they try to get them to cool it. And these guys decided, rather than say, okay, thank you, sir, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, try to be low-key here, they decided to attack the cops. And you got two of the NYPD officers, our, our finest uh, here in New York, people whose uh, salaries I'm very happy to pay as a taxpayer, and they're rolling around on the, on the ground wrestling with these guys. I'm watching this video, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, one of these guys could grab this guy's gun and shoot him or just run down the street and start shooting people or who knows what. Um, so eventually the, they are, the cops are able to subdue these guys. Uh, they take them off to, uh, you know, arrest them, take them to jail. And, uh, you know, very soon they're put back on the street and they're released, including one of them who's already wanted for, I believe, a couple of uh, assault and theft uh, charges. So, you know, you, it's almost like a microcosm of everything going wrong in this country. You've got the border wide open. You've got illegal aliens here. You have a, a criminal attitude. Uh, you have cops who want to be brave but are largely restrained, restrained what they can do. And then you've got uh, prosecutors, prosecutors who don't want to prosecute. Uh, judges are only too happy to throw these people back on the street. And boom, these guys are now walking. They could be across street, walking across the street from my apartment right now with no repercussions, no consequences. So this is, what, this is what it looks like when a society crumbles. And for that, we can thank none other than President Joe Biden. Yeah, and you know what? I, I would say Joe Biden at the top, but it has been Democrats even before it was Joe Biden in office. This has been a theme, whether you're talking about this particular crime or just crime in general, there is no respect or fear of authority for criminals right now, especially in deep blue cities. Oh, that's very true. Uh, and it's not, you know, I mentioned these guys uh, assaulting the cops uh, yesterday. This is according to uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement in uh, fiscal year 2023. 20, they had something like uh, uh, 170,000 or so arrests among these people. Um, 72,000, 73,000 of them had criminal histories, averaging four felonies each. And these crimes include 1,713 uh, homicides, 33,000 assault charges, 4,400 sexual assault charges, uh, as well as, uh, let's see, we've got 1,600 kidnappings, 10,000 robberies, about 7,500 weapons offenses, uh, including 3,400 people among this crowd, 3,400 gang members, including members of MS-13, which is a very vicious gang. And what they really like to do for fun is chop people's heads off. I mean, you can't make up this stuff. And, and then the, you go beyond the illegal aliens, you talk about the broad idea of lawlessness here. I think the best example of that was from California about a week ago, I think. Uh, a woman uh, stabbed her boyfriend to death 108 times, 108 stab wounds. He's dead. And the judge said, well, you know, you were high at the time. You smoked some marijuana, so, you know, you couldn't control yourself. So uh, no, no death penalty, no life in jail without parole. You just will get uh, 100 hours of community service, then you'll be able to get back to your life and you're on your way. You know, people see that sort of lack of, no, lack of consequences, and they figure, hey, if I don't want to do something fun and break the law, hey, go for it. You're not going to pay any price, and I can't blame them. You know, I don't, I don't applaud it, but certainly it makes sense. If you want to, you know, uh, rob, rape, pillage, uh, even kill people, you know, you probably not get caught. If you do, they'll put you back on the street. So why not engage in that kind of mayhem? There's, there's no price to pay. If it's free of charge, go ahead and do it. That's, yeah. that's the message people are getting today, unfortunately. Joy Murdoch, nationally syndicated columnist on the phone with us, as he is on Wednesdays here on the Annie Fry Show. I was just trying to list off some of those those crimes that you just uh, mentioned that the stats are all up on with kidnappings, 
<clears throat> robberies, sexual assaults. I don't even know if you mentioned drug-related deaths, but those are also up. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I, this is supposed I didn't, to yeah, be... Seven, it's 70,000 fentanyl deaths a year. Oh, there you go. Uh, this stuff is coming across the border, and it's now the number one cause of death for Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. So we're talking a lot of dead bodies as a result of the Biden DEI Democrat policy of just ripping the border down and letting, letting people invade it. You know, I will. You know, DeRoy, it's been, uh, you know, three years now since we had a different administration in the office. Does it shock you? It's, it's like the further we get away from it, the more we forget that during the four years of Trump's term, um, you had very loud voices who were supposed to be the compassionate voice of America. And I, I, I'm fine with that. If Democrats want to be the, the old traditional bleeding heart liberals who are the compassionate, uh, you know, hey, you might not be considering this group or, or this type of person in your laws. I get that. That's a fine. There's a place for that. But why, where have those people gone? In the Biden administration, I, I thought that they were supposed to be the loud voices who were advocating for the the forgotten people, and I have I have not heard a word from those people during Biden's term. No, you really don't. And you know, I, I've very much along the lines you're thinking. I, I've said to people, look, you know, can we please just bring back the tax and spend Democrats? I mean, there was a time that Democrats basically, okay, we're, we're going to raise your taxes some, we're going to take the money and give it to these poor people, help them out, and you know, maybe it didn't work so well, but at least these people were trying to do something nice. But these people now uh, have gone well beyond that, and they don't just want to take your money and help out the poor. Uh, you can't have a gas stove. You can't have ceiling fans. Um, you can't take, uh, uh, you know, you can't have menthol cigarettes, if, uh, which happen to be very popular among black smokers for some reason. Uh, and we're going to tell you what, what to do for when you get up to when you go to sleep. We're going to tear the border wide open. Uh, we're going to be really nice to the Iranians because if we send them a bunch of free money, they'll behave themselves. And you have peace in the Middle East. Gee, how did that turn out? Uh, and then... Um, if your little boy has a penis, we really think it ought to be a vagina. And if your little girl has a vagina, she really should have a penis. So let's work on that. Uh, this is not the Hubert Humphrey, uh, a Dick Gephardt, uh, uh, Joe Lieberman, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, even Walter Mondale, Democrat Party. We're dealing with basically cultural Marxists. This is more like the Angela Davis uh, uh, Democrat Party. These are far less far left radicals, um, and they're not just happy to focus on economic uh, redistribution, help out people who are uh, needy or, or uh, you know, down on their luck or whatever it is. These people want to turn society upside down, and if it means that we have seventy thousand people dead from uh, fentanyl as, as an opportunity to open up the border and let in, uh, you know, at this point about eight 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 point eight million, I assume they consider them future Democrats of America. Well, that's just collateral damage, and that's just the price you pay. I mean, if you get 8.8 million new Democrats and 70,000 Americans die, that's about a, you know, let's call that a 1%, approximately 1% uh, American death tax uh, for the intake of all these new uh, these new Democrat voters. I think that's the way they see it. And if, you know, if you've got some dead bodies that pile up and you get all your, as a price to pay for your new uh, governing um, electoral margin, well, that's just the price you pay. I think that's what these people think, and it's despicable and revolting and utterly morally repugnant. It is. And it just makes me sad because I had held them, even if I disagreed with them on a lot of political issues, I had held them in some sort of esteem and thought, well, these people really do lead with their heart. I may not always agree with the conclusions they come to, but I appreciate them. But they have just cashed in any credibility that I thought they had uh, when they have not spoken up for them because it's a Democrat president now. Uh, and DeRoy, I got to compliment you, too. It's been a while since I've heard anybody call themselves a Hubert Humphrey Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 
the memory cells go pretty far back here. <laughs> but look, I mean, if, if we could re- reincarnate Hubert Humphrey and, you know, uh, uh, help me you know, punch him out of a factory and have him take over the Democrat Party now, I would do cartwheels. I'd much rather deal with those people who, you know, like you say, their, their ideas maybe didn't work so well, but they were probably coming from a decent place and, and you probably could compromise with them and, you know, come up with, come up with a deal that makes sense. Uh, the people we're dealing, uh, dealing with now are just completely out of control. I mean, there's, this is, among other things, the uh, defund the police crowd. Their view is, you know, let the criminals run rampant. It's a racist uh, justice system. If you're arrested by the cops, that's really basically just a, a modern version of slavery. And so the, the fair thing to do is to put you back on the street without punishment, because that would not be right. That would just uh, advance and and, uh, and systematize, if that's a term, uh, the injustice. You know, people like Hubert Humphrey didn't think that way. They thought, all right, you break, you break the law, you're going to spend some time in jail. So we're dealing with a completely, completely different uh, uh, beast than we had before. This is by by far, far. This is far, far, far from your your mother and father's or grand grandparents' uh, Democrat Party. Yeah, DeRoy, we're in a, a, a blue pocket here in a red state in the fact that we're in downtown St. Louis speaking to you right now. You're in New York City, of course, a blue state, but led by mm-hmm. a very, very deeply blue city there in New York City. Is it any, just any, any surprise to you? I mean, this isn't exclusive to New York or California or Illinois. I mean, this is happening in any deep blue area pockets, even that they're just having trouble getting police officers because they don't seem to respect police. There's no support for them. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, what you're seeing is a lot of these cities, they they try to recruit cops and cops. And, you know, I don't want to work in a, in a police department where the mayor doesn't have my back, uh, the city council hates me, the prosecutors have no interest in locking up the people I arrest. They just want to get them back on the streets, uh, you know, by, in all, with all deliberate speed. And meanwhile, every time I go to work, I take the risk that, uh, you know, if I'm lucky, something goes wrong and I, I get sued. If I'm not lucky, I end up with a bullet between my eyes. So I think I'll go work somewhere where they actually appreciate my efforts and respect me. And so, you know, good luck to a lot of these cities that are trying to keep uh, a decent number of uh, cops on the on the payroll and they can't and, and that all that does is make life easier for criminals and make life more dangerous for uh, law-abiding taxpayers and i don't know about you but it really makes me respect police officers especially people stepping into that environment brand new police officers saying no i'm still going to do this because i want to serve it's it's really remarkable absolutely it, it is amazing anybody still does it and so, and so uh, to those who do you know all of our hats off much respect. Well, DeRoy, I love looking up like I did earlier this week and seeing you on TV. We talk to you every Wednesday and appreciate your takes on things. Nationally syndicated columnist DeRoy Murdoch, thanks for your time. All right. You bet, Ryan. Thank you very much. Take care now. Take care. That is DeRoy Murdoch, as heard on the Annie Fry Show. Love getting to talk to these guys. When I, I, I typically get to hear all these interviews, and I'm around, but it's fun to like be here talking to them. I'm Ryan Wiggins. Of course, if you didn't know, Annie Fry was out Monday because her kids were sick. She was here yesterday. If you heard her kind of coughing in the background, that wasn't me. That was her for once. And then she got sick, and she can't be here today. So this is just what we're doing. This is the way we roll. The rest of the Annie Fry Show, of course, is still here, just minus Annie. And we'll see what tomorrow holds. Our YouTube live chat poll of the day, are you worried that AI could take your job? Yes or no? A couple comments here before we get to the break. Pond Roden says, I'm 72 and drive for a living. AI won't affect my job in my lifetime, but it will affect the future. Seeing quite a few people say that. John says, working in software development, yes, I'm worried about AI, but not this decade. That's kind of a theme. Let us know what you think about our poll today. I'm interested to see what the results of this one will be. You type in Annie Fry into the YouTube 
search bar there and Andy Fry YouTube live chat will come up. Let us know what you think. We have Mary Elizabeth Coleman coming up next. And we just talked about the border a little bit with DeRoy. We're going to talk about a different aspect of it concerning this kind of battle between the federal government and Texas with Mary Elizabeth Coleman coming up next. Stick around. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast please constitutionally we are right we have a right to defend our citizens we have a right to defend this country and we're just doing the job this whole idea of shelby park that they would come there is just ludicrous look these young men and women who serve our national guard and our dps these are the best of the best. Why would he want to send anyone down to confront them? Yeah. I'm glad they stepped down, uh, but they need to do the job. And the only okay. reason he's paying attention now is because of the election in November. Well, it was the lead story last week. Wherever you looked, it was Texas versus Biden is going on everywhere. Not as much being discussed this week, I think, because maybe Joe Biden has kind of blinked on that issue, but it's not going away. It has been an issue for three years, and it is still a major issue. Mary Elizabeth Coleman is a Missouri state senator. She's also a candidate for Missouri's third congressional district on the phone with us. Mary Elizabeth, hello. Hi. Well, thanks for being here. I, I want to start with this tweet that you sent out. It says, the invasion at our southern border must stop. I have filed SCR 28 to urge Governor Parson to send the Missouri National Guard to Texas to stop the invasion and to enforce our nation's sovereignty under the leadership of Governor Abbott. 
Yeah, let's go. It's time. I mean, we have seen absolutely, there's not another word for it than an invasion. The numbers are astounding. I think an update was put in Friday and the kind of news dump by the administration that it was over 300,000 people have crossed our border uh, just last month. And when you have an administration that they don't need new laws, I know there's a lot of talk about trying to get uh, you know, some sort of deal may be passed federally. But the truth is, is that Biden enacted over 90 executive orders undoing President Trump's executive orders that have backed off of, you know, you saw Senator Eric Schmidt when he was the attorney general working on the stay in Mexico policy, trying to fight the Biden administration on that. There are things that can and should be done to enforce the ballot, the border. And we have, uh, Governor Abbott standing up really to the Biden administration saying, you have got to help. You have got to stop. And if you won't, we will. And I think it's time that Missouri stands with Governor Abbott and helps enforce the border. Mary Elizabeth, if somebody had come to you in January of 21, right as Biden was about to take office and said, you know what, in January of 2024, the border is going to be such a major issue that it will be one of the top concerns for people in landlocked Missouri, even. Would you have believed that? Well, I, you know, what I would have said is I would have been shocked. I don't think anything could have anyone could have predicted the sheer volume of people that have come across our border and the really national security nightmare that that has enacted. When I was campaigning for the state Senate, we knew then that there was no such thing as a border state anymore because of the Biden administration's failures. And we see it now even with New York saying, please stop sending us migrants. You have California saying you can get free health insurance to anybody who comes into the state there. I mean, the policies of the left make no sense whatsoever. And then you have the Biden administration refusing to enforce the border and to help the governor and the state that is absorbing the most number of people coming over the border. I want to say there were 19 um, terrorists that were arrested as part of, at least that we even know that were stopped at the border, right, in the last number of weeks. It's just a full-scale invasion. There's no other way to say it. And it's crazy that we don't have any federal leadership. And so because of that, it's really important that the state step up and that we provide the resources to help to help Governor Abbott, because we are also paying the cost. It's not just, you know, they're not just busing people and flying people into these blue states. There are people that are making their way all across the country, and we need to help stop that from happening. Missouri State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman on the phone with us. This is one of those issues that we've discussed in the room here that initially people kind of went to their corners and said, you know what, this is a, a conservative versus liberal issue, and the conservatives don't want people crossing the border probably because they're racist. And uh, then conservatives said, no, 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 you don't get it. This is a big problem. But in the time, like we said before, like since 2021, uh, we, we really, among us, have discussed that this has become a bipartisan issue, maybe a not among politicians, but among voters, even liberal Democrats are realizing this is a huge problem. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And I think that you see that even from the rhetoric of some elected leaders on the left. You know, you have Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman saying, this is absurd. We have to secure our border. I think, again, 
The unions used to not support unlimited immigration because they were worried about protecting jobs from workers. This is not a red v. blue issue. This is not about being racist. This is about making sure that we have sovereignty and safety in the state and in the country. And when you've got people who are actively blocking that, people are really, it's not just that they're upset. It's not just that they're overwhelmed at the amount of resources it's taking to take people in. It's not about being racist. It's about being concerned about the security of this country. And when you have so many middle-aged men who are coming to work here illegally, it's very scary about what's going to happen next. Um, and particularly with all of the, un- you know, all of the unsettled situation that the world is in, watching the types of invasions that have taken place from Russia or Iran's attacks. Um, it just feels a little bit naive to think that it's fine to let this many number of military-aged men come into the country with no vetting whatsoever. Mary Elizabeth, with you urging uh, Governor Parson to send the Missouri National Guard, you know, I've heard people say, and, and I, 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 I had to listen because I'd never really heard of this as an option before, that, hey, no, 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 hang on, that's not really the role of the Missouri National Guard. But when you consider that National Guard is in the title of the organization. Uh, it almost right. seems like this is what they were made to do is protect the sovereignty of borders. Well, again, it's one of these things that feels to me like a disingenuous argument when they're saying it isn't the role of the National Guard to guard the nation. Again, well, then what What do you think that their <laughs> job is then? Could you please help me? Because, yeah. I mean, it's not maybe just it's to hand out that. sandbags during floods, you know. Right. Maybe it's part of this woke agenda of trying to relabel or reclaim all of the English language to mean things that it doesn't mean. But um, I think the National Guard guarding the nation sure seems like the prudent step. I think you're exactly right. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Coleman, she is a Missouri state senator. And I got to mention now, transitioning a little bit, candidate for Missouri's third congressional district. Now, this is this is kind of all happening at once here. Everybody in this little part of the world were shocked when Blaine Lutkemeyer announced that he was yeah, going to retire too. from that. You too. OK, uh, from that seat. And then you were pretty quick to say, you know what, I- I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run. So what, what are you sort of basing that on? What made you say now's the time? Well, listen, I think that we need strong leaders who are ready day one, who are here because they love their country and they're wanting to step up and do everything they can to fight for this country. And so um, I think that the border issue is at the very top of mind, not just in the news cycle last week. You see things kind of come and go, but when I announced that I'm running for Congress, part of why I'm running is because we need a strong country. And part of having a strong country is having strong borders. I think we need a leader who is unapologetically, fiercely and unwaveringly pro-life, who supports our gun rights, who's going to stand up and, you know, maybe say the thing that sounds a little bit politically incorrect, but says it because it's true and it's right and it's the thing that needs to happen. And so I'm running for Congress because I believe in this country and because I think that we need somebody who's going to stand up and fight for it. Mary Elizabeth Coleman, appreciate your time. Again, candidate for Missouri's third congressional district and Missouri state senator. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate you. All right. So a little bit of a transition here after talking to Mary Elizabeth. We, we talked with DeRoy about the border in kind of the, the essence of crime. We talked about her and her urging Governor Parson uh, to send the National Guard. 
so th- I get doing two interviews in a row about the border that uh, I just wanted to approach that from different angles. Here's a completely different angle. It has nothing to do with the border, in fact, though. Uh, Brad, I was talking to you before the show about this. Mm-hmm. We were looking it up and trying to find the interview itself. Yes. Because it, the story, I was like, how did, how did we miss this? How did we miss this story? It's kind of celebrity gossip. Yeah. And, and I know that people roll their eyes at this a little bit, but we open the show talking about polls and Trump, and this stuff really does make a difference. I, I hate that it does, but it does. When you talk about the Taylor Swift stuff, yeah. is she going to endorse Biden? All that stuff. It actually makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's why you almost have to keep your finger on the pulse to make sure that if that's happening, you're watching yeah. because it can affect so many people who well, are not as plugged in as you are listening right now. Pop culture is pop culture, and pop in pop culture is short for popular culture, which means that there is a lot of people that are interested in what pop culture is doing. Yes. And politics in a way, especially now, mm-hmm. is a part of pop culture. In yeah. a way that it wasn't 20 to 30 years ago. It kind of is. And the the really good politicians have embraced that. Yeah, they figured out ways of, of basically making a, a uh, celebrity out of themselves. That, to me, is one of Donald Trump's most successful things about his campaign was celebrity status. He used his celebrity status, and he's a marketing genius. He's yep. able to market himself and label things. I mean, how bad... Like, I think the Ron DeSanctimonious nickname was the stupidest nickname he's ever come up with. But just stop and think. How many times did you see that on Twitter? Yep. You know, uh, Crooked Hillary, Sleepy Joe. What are some other ones? (laughs) Little Little Marco. Marco. (laughs) Lion Ted. I was getting ready to say Lion Ted. That stuff sticks. It's very sticky. And you can either do it or you can't. Yeah. And other people have tried to do it, and they come off looking dumb. Yeah. But when he does it, you're like, Okay, it's just who you are. But if you understand that's who he is, then some of the more bombastic, outrageous things that he said, like, we're going to build a wall, and we're going to make Mexico pay for it. You understand what he's doing there. He's making headlines. He's getting things. And then they say something. He's like, the wall just got 10 feet taller. And then everybody's like, well, he broke that campaign promise. It's like, that was never really a campaign (laughs) promise. Or I like the people who also would go, well, through the trade agreements, they technically (laughs) did make Mexico. Technically he did. Whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. When he said that, I never thought, oh, yeah, that's realistic, and I'm going to be disappointed if he doesn't make that happen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that would have been, if if the president of Mexico, just like in the SNL sketch that popped up recently on Twitter, (laughs) actually walked up to Trump and goes, well, you were right. Here's the check. Here's the money. <laughs> you go, wow, okay. Impressive. <laughs> but we say all that to say that, and, and I'll add Obama to that category. Oh, Obama was great at it. The dude knew exactly how to work the press and the media and celebrity and all that stuff, and he maintains that today. Trump also very good at it, just in a different way. And in fact, the press is really mad that they ever let him become that. Yeah. Because it all happened before Oh, they he were ran for willing office. participants, and yes, the first were. time around, foolishly willing. Yes, they were. When I listen to, when I walk through a store and I hear a pink song mentioning eating with Donald Trump, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you don't uh-huh. think that way anymore, do you? You kind of <laughs> regret that song exists now, don't you? Well, in light of that, that's why I'm mentioning this story. Dwayne The Rock Johnson discusses Trump's massive ovations at the UFC. Now, the story is talking about him appearing on Fox and Friends. He didn't go into the studio and sit down with Fox and Friends. But he was willing to do an interview with Fox, and I think specifically Fox and Friends, 
in wherever venue he was at. He stopped and he he did a full like stop talk to you to the camera interview with them. He knew it was them. It wasn't like somebody ran up with a cell phone is like, Dwayne, 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 uh, tell me uh, about your your latest pet, you know, and he's like, yeah. hey, whatever. And he just says something, he runs away yeah. and TMZ runs with it. This is an actual interview that he did. Now, I can't find the audio from what is being reported here. I can find other audio mm-hmm. from this interview. So I'm just kind of setting the stage here that what's being reported is that when they asked him about Donald Trump, that he didn't answer initially in the like the guy or the promoter with him or whatever kind of took that question which was probably part of the plan right. if you're going to talk politics I'll let this guy do it otherwise I'm going to talk about the UFC and so forth and WWE because apparently <clears throat> he uh I guess maybe he signed a new contract with the WWE okay that may be part of this I'm not really plugged into that world yeah me neither but man I'll tell you if you are somebody's screaming at the radio right now because <laughs> if you're plugged in you are plugged in but apparently, uh, in this interview, they asked him, is it, is it weird? Do you, we want Donald Trump back in the ring in the WWE. Is it all about that? Well, the promoter kept saying, look, we're not opposed to anybody. Credit to him. Yeah. He kept saying, look, this isn't about politics. It was that Donald Trump, yeah. as we just mentioned, could draw a crowd. Yeah, celebrity. And he still can. Uh, yeah, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Exactly. And so they, they kind of asked again, you know, Dwayne or The Rock or however they were addressing him. What do you think about that? And the quote that they attribute to him here is, how about that ovation Trump gets when he walks out? It's it's the fans go big. They go big. No question. And and that's apparently what he said. Now, regardless of whether the fact I can't find the audio of that quote or not. The point that I'm bringing up here is that the the rock is one of the biggest celebrities in the world right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And if you want to debate that, that's fine. But I'm telling you right now <clears throat> that th- when you talk about A-listers, the way in the industry that people talk about top shelf or A-list talent yeah. is can you as a star walk into a movie executive office and say, I want to make this movie? And the executive goes, okay, because <laughs> you are who you are. Yeah, There are actually very few. I, I know there's like there's thousands of celebrities that yeah. you know their names. You- there are a handful of celebrities at any given time that can make that happen. Yeah, I was going to say George Clooney was that guy for a while. And he's teetering yeah, at this Yeah, he's point. not anymore. I don't know. It depends on the type of movie and the budget. You go back into the, the 90s, Julia Roberts, she could walk in and demand whatever she wanted and they would make it. And that's another good point, that these stars, their star burns forever. You're going to know who they are. Mm-hmm. But they don't stay on that shelf forever. Right. Will Ferrell was one of them. Yeah. There was about 15 years that he could make literally anything he wanted. Yeah. Now, he's got to be a little choosier. And maybe he's just getting older too. I, he wants to do different roles. I think you're seeing like a Ryan Reynolds get to that point. He's there. The Rock is there. Kevin Hart. You still have probably Tom Cruise there. Uh, yeah. It's, well, it's, he's jumping back up there. And he, Exactly. But my point is, at any given moment, there really are maybe <clears throat> a half dozen to a dozen people. Paul Rudd is one of them yeah. still. Um, they can walk in and say, I want to make this movie, and the movie gets made. He is one of those guys. So you're talking about elite, 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 elite when you talk about The Rock. And I got to give him credit. Stepping even into Fox News territory, now he didn't go sit on the set, but he sat there and did an interview with Fox News knowing it was Fox News. That is so important based on the very things that we started talking about here just a second ago that celebrity matters. Mm-hmm. 
And it matters in the sense that not he didn't really talk about Trump a lot, even if they hadn't brought that up. And I, again, I can't find the audio of that quote. But even if they hadn't brought up Trump at all, the fact that he's stepping into Fox News to talk to the Fox News audience is huge because the mainstream media, as we said, ever since 2016, has regretted normalizing Donald Trump slash Republicans because it ain't just Trump. It's Republicans. The mainstream media does not want you to feel like Republicans are normal. Yeah. They want you to feel <clears throat> that the majority of the country and the way that things kind of go better is when there's Democrat control. They want you to feel a little weird like you're outside of the norm, outside of the cool club if you're voting Republican. So things like this, in my opinion, go a long, long way in a sense normalizing the fact that, you know what, Fox is a network. A lot of people watch it. Donald Trump is a Republican candidate. A lot of people have voted for him and will vote for him. That stuff actually matters more than I think we give it credit for. Yeah, I, I would agree with that a lot. Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday whenever we were talking about third-party candidates, that that ability to garner a crowd and hold an attention is what makes Donald Trump so formidable especially in a, a an election where there are multiple people running. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't think of, I know Annie and I disagreed on this, but that's why I don't think that a third party is a, a viable option in this time around. If you had Joe Biden and Republican Joe Biden, where they don't really have that base, then a third party could walk in and take that. But there's not a third party out there that could peel that base because of Donald Trump's celebrity status that could peel that base away to win. I actually so completely is, agree with this you. This is not the, the right time. This for isn't the party. year, even though it looks like it could be, which is why I get why there are a lot of third parties trying to yeah. jump in because they think it could be. I, I just don't and think those, it's going to happen. Those polls you brought in the first segment just kind of flesh that out a little bit. It's like, okay, when you watch it, Trump's numbers don't go down. They, that's, they pull from Biden. That's correct. They mostly do, uh, especially when you talk about Cornell West and Jill Stein. I mean, those <laughs> those are candidates that are not pulling <laughs> yeah. from Donald Trump yeah. voters. We'll probably hit those again before the end of the show here. It's 143. Uh, we'll take a short break here. We'll talk a little bit more about the poll. Are you worried that AI could take your job? Yes or no? And we'll discuss that with both Leah and AB from the Brett Mega Morning Show here at uh, just after 2 o'clock, but we got another segment between now and then. Stick around. This is the Annie Fry Show. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
telling it's a banger, man. <laughs> Ryan, it Ryan is. is legit getting it right I, now. I really like the song. I know it's a joke. So this is ACDC, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Annie. Uh, no, that, that's the, that's one of the best Rick rolls I've ever heard. That's uh, thanks to Leah for putting that in. We were talking about that, I think, the last time I hosted. Not yeah. Monday, but before that. And so she's like, hey, uh, remember this? Remember when you mentioned that? I'm going to put it in. I said, yes, do it. Dude, low, low, low key, I am a big fan of mashups like that. There's a couple with uh, ACDC and the Bee Gees that go together really well. Uh, there's, <laughs> I, I forced you to listen to a uh, Justin Bieber and Slipknot mashup. Yeah, it was pretty good. But it was good. It was it was the music was just the music and the hook was Justin Bieber's baby and then uh the lyrics were just Slipknot singing psychosocial. And that's the key is is doing these really different styles of songs when they match up like Rick Astley and Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> yeah. I mean it works. That's what's so funny about it. Uh, this is the Annie Fry Show. Ryan Wiggins filling in. Annie is sick, of course, today, and we're hoping that she's back tomorrow. But we're going to see. It's just the way things go. Um, let me switch gears here real quick, and I'm, I'm indulging myself. I mean, I kind of already was doing this, so I'm not switching gears. I'm indulging myself. This is a second where I get to do that, I guess. I am a huge, huge theme park fan. So if you're not and you're listening, you're like, oh, gosh, here we go again. I'm not talking about Disney World, okay? What is it about theme parks that you do like? I like how immersive some of them are. Okay. Now, your, your traditional theme parks, like Six Flags, mm-hmm. they're they're kind of halfway there. They're not fully immersive parks, whereas your Disney's, your Universal's, even Silver Dollar City. Okay. They're, they're very immersive. They make you feel like you're in a different place. Okay. And I love that. And with a, a place like Universal or Disney, too, you walk from place to place and you you feel like you just left the future into the past, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And it's, it's cool. But it's not just that. It's the rides. I love rides. Same. And, man, I, I mean, I must get such a dopamine hit off those things that I pretty much get done with a park and I'm like, when's the next one? <laughs> yeah. And I want to go to new ones now as I'm getting older and I, I should be kind of backing off of this because I get it. The minute I turn 30 years old... My brother and I went to Six Flags because I, I love, even, you know, growing up, I love theme parks. I had a season pass for a long time. When I was 30 years old, I remember going to Six Flags for the first time, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, my equilibrium couldn't take it. Oh, no. And so I've had to start taking Dramamine when I go, but it solves it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm fine then. So my story is a little bit the opposite of that. I never really could do rides. And then as I was getting older, I started getting bigger and swelling up. And so like (laughs) through my 20s, I just didn't fit on the rides. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't go on them and all that other stuff. And so I was just like, yeah, whatever. Theme parks are nothing. Because all that was then was Big Fat Brad walking (laughs) around in the hot. And there was like no, no payoff to it. Well, after I had the heart attack. I could fit on these and lost weight. I could fit on these roller coasters. So I started doing the roller coaster stuff and it's such a blast. I'm having this huge resurgence with it too. I think in 2020, I visited Disney world for the first time as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I'll speak on behalf of everybody here and go, we don't like Disney as a company, but man, do they have great theme parks. And that is the point for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I forgot how much I love these because it had Mm -hmm. been, you know, the kids were probably five, six years old. It had been at least eight years or so since I'd been to a theme park, yeah. let alone the Cadillac, which is Disney World. Yeah. So I was blown away by some of the rides. They're so cool. And then I just got addicted to it, and so I started doing it like crazy. Well, now I'm, a, I'm, I'm way into it. I'm on Facebook groups for Universal, <laughs> and I'm on for Disney, and I'm, I'm on for, like, roller coasters you've never heard of. I'm dying to go back to Busch Gardens in Tampa because it's been 
at least a decade since I've yeah. gone. And man, that is a great roller po- roller coaster park. And my son is just about to the age where he's tall enough to do them all. And so maybe within a year. I just booked a trip also this summer to Dollywood, which I have never been to. <laughs> Tell me about that one whenever you get back. And oh I gosh. will. And I've heard that it is awesome. Uh, Silver Dollar City is also a really good park. They're always ranked way up there, that one in Dollywood. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm telling you all this because there's a bit of a news item that I got really excited about yesterday. But I wasn't hosting yesterday, so I couldn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Today... I'm driving this car, and I'm telling you where I'm driving it because there is a – well, first of all, two major things, because I wasn't even going to mention this one, but this isn't even the news item. Yesterday, Universal Orlando announced that they're opening a third park. So they've got Islands of Adventure and their their old one, yeah. Universal. They're opening a one called Epic Universe that is massive and has uh, How to Train Your Dragon, another Harry yeah. Potter world in it, Super Mario world in it, and Dark Universe, which is all the classic um, – Movie monsters, monsters. movie yeah. monsters. So thrilled about that, except that everybody's so excited that I'm like, okay, if that opens next year, it's going to be like two yeah. years before I go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I also hate lines. <laughs> and crowds. <laughs> which is a stupid thing to be doing. If I, if I hate lines that much, why do I go to theme parks? But here's the big news. And this affects us here, I would say, a little bit more than those other things. Phase one is underway at a massive Midwest theme park being built by Walt Disney Imagineers. Okay. So these are like the top engineers of rides that have conspired to open a brand new, I think they said this is over a billion dollar new theme park in the Midwest. It's going to be called American Heartland. Okay. And it's going to be in Oklahoma. Now, before well, that's you go, far away. oh, well, Oklahoma. That's where the here, winds go sweeping down the plains. That, that's correct. It's, it's actually going to be in the upper east corner of Oklahoma, so not that far from like Joplin and Springfield. Okay. okay. So it's only going to be about five hours or less from here to get there on 44 if you leave from St. Louis. So this is going to be, and here's the other cool thing about this. Not only is it they're going to have a ton of rides and a lot of what they call dark rides, mm-hmm. which are indoor Sometimes coasters, sometimes water rides and stuff like that, indoor rides, which is kind of the way of the future because they're so immersive. But they're going to base the whole park on love of America. Oh. Isn't that cool? Yes. It's going to have tons of Americana and tons of different lands. They're even going to have like the whole walk through a different area and it becomes a different part of America. Man, I'm excited about this because you're saying Imagineers are doing this. Yes. So they got the top engineers designing these rides. It is going to be a super pro-America park right in the center of the country. I have not been to a theme park that was as immersive as Disney. Like, you walk in, and and from the moment you set foot on property, you're being entertained. It's wild. But there's an attention to detail that has to go along with that so that it can be that way. And these Imagineers, if they're coming from Disney, so this isn't Disney-related outside of these are people that— I think these are former employees that they know what they're doing, and they got hired for this. They have been trained in those ways, and they're going to bring that to this park. And 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 look, these aren't people who are there to, like, push an agenda. These are, like, literal engineers. (laughs) You know, this is what they do. How do we make people happy with this ride? Yes, that and that's what they do. And so I'm thrilled. I can't wait for this. It says it won't open, though, until 2026— so still a little bit of waiting, but it is going to be close enough that, I mean, 
you know, five hours is really, that's almost a day trip. I don't know if you quite make a day trip out of it. Maybe a one night yeah, overnight. Yeah, a weekend trip. Uh, but I can't wait. So Americana being the theme, super, super cool. They also said they're going to open one in Texas called Texas Land. And I don't know if it's the same company, but, you know, similar theme where they're, mm-hmm. they're getting rid of kind of the, oh, we can't say boys and girls anymore. You know, that, that kind of yeah. stuff, which really doesn't infiltrate the parks a whole lot. Like the whole woke agenda isn't in the parks. Not too much, no. But it's going to be, I mean, if you had to flip the coin, this would be flipping the coin yeah. in the middle of America. So that's super cool. I just wanted to, you know, for if you're a fan, now you're up to date on all the park yes. news. Be excited about this. Even if you're not, it's still cool, right? I mean, it's cool that they're doing a theme it's, like it's, this. It's a park that celebrates America. That people are investing a lot of money into this stuff happening. One of the biggest buildings in the world, actually, they announced is going to be built in Oklahoma City. If it's built, it will be the tallest building in the United States. I I just love that things are moving into the middle like this. I love the investment. This is Ryan Wiggins filling in for Annie Fry. It's the Annie Fry Show. Get more at 971talk.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.